listening to the Art of Fulfillment podcast. We interview the world's most fulfilled people to share with you the strategies, techniques, and ideas that can help you master your own art of fulfillment. Life isn't about external success. It's all about fulfillment. Or in other words, how you feel about yourself when you are by yourself. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Art of Fulfillment podcast. This is your second interview of the week. Oh, gosh, first week of the new reboot, and I've gotten so much feedback from all of you, and I'm just so blessed and so thankful for it all. It's been amazing um, that you guys are not only supporting the reboot, but have continued to support me um, along the way, and I just love every single one of you. If you're tuning in right now, just know that I appreciate you, and yes you're part of the family here so anywho let's talk about who we're talking with today this guy is a monster his name is jason bime and it's funny that i say monster because he even says in this interview he's like you've had a lot of monsters on here and so people are probably like who the heck is jason bime i'm gonna tell you like you're gonna know this guy's name after this podcast because what he what he has done in his life is pretty impressive um in terms of losing weight starting up his own business and just going for it and applying discipline to his life which was a topic earlier in the week in my solo cast he is also someone who embodies the notion of discipline but anyways a little bit about our guest today jason bime he is a u.s tier one p performance coach he's lost a ton of weight and I'll let him talk about his story and everything, but basically he teaches people how to perform at the highest level, how to reach any goal that they want in their life, and ultimately how to practice mental toughness and discipline. And he does it through his company called Jump Above Boundaries, um, which is doing some amazing things. They got some great testimonials out there. Um, You can check him out on Instagram at It's Buying Time, which is I-T-S-B-E-I-M. T-I-M-E, <laughs> almost can't spell there, but it's Bime Time, that's that's the Instagram, then you can also check him out at Jump Above Boundaries, that is his company Instagram. But without further ado, let's talk to the man who embodies discipline, the man who doesn't quit, the man who just keeps going, Jason Bime. Jason, thank you so much for coming out of the Art of Fulfillment, brother. Thank you so much for having me on. It's an absolute honor. I mean, you've had some some monsters on your show. We've had Christoph, who is our mutual connection, which is how we met, you know, Mark Devine, some some big guys. So when people see my name, they're probably asking, who the heck is this Jason Bynum character? And I could promise you, and I could alleviate your concerns, I am nobody. I am just an average Joe who puts my pants on one leg at a time like everybody else. I'm not anybody special, but what makes me special is that I've been overcoming and conquering my entire life. And we could dive into some of the aspects, but to, to hit the wave tops, I've, I've suffered through my entire life with addiction, obesity, uh, crippling anxiety, depression, and suicidal thoughts. So our story is pretty much aligned and, and we've gone through some similar things. So looking forward to diving right in. Yeah, dude, I really, really appreciate you you sharing all those things and appreciate you taking the time to do that. And I think it's, number one, an amazing, humble side that you're showing to yourself, saying that you're, you're nobody. I mean, in my eyes, let me tell you, man, I think you're extraordinary. The things that you've done and accomplished and, and conquered in your life, I, I think it's just absolutely extraordinary. But I love how you see yourself as a normal person because I think a lot of people are going to hear your story and they're going to be like, shit, man, like I can't relate. 
And it's so cool to see. And I, I agree, man, like with you on my end, like, yeah, sure. I've gone through some stuff, but in the end of the day, I'm a normal human being. Like there's nothing inherently special about me that um, our listeners, um, you know, can't apply in their own lives. So I think that is, I, I really appreciate you for, for giving that disclaimer in the beginning. Um, but anywho, let's talk about your story and your journey and everything like that. And so for, for those who haven't, haven't looked at Jason's story beforehand, it is just from the picture transformation in terms of weight loss is absolutely incredible. And then when you add on your mental transformation to it, it becomes all the more just absolutely impressive, inspiring, and a signal that change is possible. And I love that about your story. So talk a little bit about how you overcame the weight loss and the addiction and, and the depression. And what was the key to changing not just your physical body and your addiction, but your overall mindset and your life? Awesome. Great questions. And thank you so much for those kind words. I don't see myself like that. Like I said, I'm just an average guy. So I'll take you through the story a little bit. Uh, grew up 25 miles outside of New York City, you know, the traditional family. I have two sisters. Parents were super supportive. You know, we never wanted for anything, never needed for anything. So, you know, I've always had this deep-rooted need from a young age to, to feel accepted and wanted. So that naturally led me to sports. Sports is a great outlet for kids, you know, to learn leadership and all these types of teamwork and 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 you know, confidence building, it's a great outlet for kids to learn and grow in. So once I was finished with the sports, I needed a new outlet. And I'm kind of this guy who you know, bounces from group to group to group, and I'm kind of friends with everybody. And you know, I'm gonna be the guy who's going to do whatever that group is doing. So unfortunately, after the sports, which was a good outlet, I went down the bad outlet. And that's what drove me into the drugs. And I'm the guy who's a type A, go, 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 needs to do everything, you name it. If, if there was a drug, I did it. I needed to do the most. I needed to be the craziest. So that was my mentality. And it took me down some dark, dark rabbit holes. You would think the bottom for me was when I went into the projects of New York City and got jumped and was staring down the barrel of a gun in a drug deal gone bad. You would Whoa. think that would be the bottom for me, right? But it actually wasn't because it made me want it even more. The reason being is because it was like this unattainable object that I couldn't reach. So I wanted it even more. What stopped me with the drugs was my first girlfriend. I thought I was in love. I was young and stupid and she gave me an ultimatum. And this goes back to my deep rooted need to be accepted. She said, I'm going to leave you if you don't stop the drugs. So I said, okay, no problem. I'll stop the drugs, stop the drugs. Now I still had that addictive mentality and I had to, use that addictive aspect on another outlet. And that outlet for me became food. And that was an even worse drug for me. That was the drug that really knocked me on my behind. So when in about a four year window, I gained about 150 pounds. And sitting here today, I am exactly one half the size of the man I used to be. So at my heaviest was on my college graduation day. I didn't, I didn't notice or feel that I was heavy. When I looked in the mirror, you know, the mind is a funny thing. When I looked in the mirror, I said, oh, I'm looking pretty good. I knew I was a little overweight, but I didn't think I was morbidly obese. 
I saw this college graduation picture and it slapped me in the face. So I got on the scale and the scale said 303. And I'm a little guy, I'm five, five, seven. So my friends used to call me five by five, five feet wide by five feet tall. That's so fucked up. it really is, you know, and this, this goes back to my deep root and need to be accepted. I would always make fun of myself as being the fat kid. You know, that's what it was. So I call my alter ego is fat Jason and that devil is still inside me. Um, so in that moment, when I looked at that picture, I realized I needed to make a change. My parents, God bless them. They did everything that they could. Uh, when I was younger, they'd be like, let's go on walks, family walks. I'd be like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. They tried, you know, getting me to eat healthier. They tried giving me a personal trainer, a pass to the gym. Uh, you know, they got me gym equipment. And when I would go to the personal trainer, I would weigh in every time. And he'd be like, why are you not losing weight? And I'd be like, I, I have no idea. But the reason was, was because I wasn't fully invested because I was just going through the motions and placating my parents because I wasn't ready to make a change. Mm. Same thing with the drugs. I wasn't ready to stop the drugs, so that morphed into my food addiction. Mm. It was in that moment in May of 2011 when I saw that picture that I said, holy cow, you are a fat slob. Enough is enough. You need to make a change. And from that point forward, I've been on this incredible transformational journey, overcoming anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, to being the man I am today, You know, 170 pounds, healthy, positive, energetic, uh, still an average Joe and nobody, but I, I have this overcome story that I think can help a lot of people. So that has morphed into my new addiction, which is my coaching brand, Jump Above Boundaries. So it's, a, it's an accountability coaching brand. I have a fitness advisor on board. We basically map out a plan for anyone and I could be the accountability coach for you. If you need me to call you at 4.30 in the morning, like Jocko and say, get your ass in the gym, I could do that. I could be your accountability partner and we could design fitness programs for you. So my entire life is been jumping from addiction to addiction to addiction, but you know, it took me a little while to realize that an addictive personality could be okay. So long as you direct your addiction in the right manner, you know, people call it go-getters or type a or whatever you want to call it. I call it, it's an addiction because I have that addictive mentality. So you know, I've really turned my life around and I really think my story can help a lot of people. Absolutely, man. And I know that there's someone listening to that story that you just went through right now and is like, damn, like I can change. And I, it's inspiring to me too, man, because like, you know, I think we share the same level on the addiction piece, but I've personally never gone through a, a, like the weight loss kind of thing. And I'm not just saying that to like, be like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, I've always been healthy. I, I think it's more so genetics, like of why I've kind of always been skinny, but, but I have tried to like lose weight, become like more like cut. And let me tell you, that shit is hard. So when someone like you, I hear him has gone through a drug addiction and losing what was 150 plus pounds. Jesus. Like, it's like, Oh my gosh. Like that is absolutely impressive. And it, it's, the level of commitment, discipline, and willingness to change in those moments, I can't even imagine just how, how powerful you had to harness those things. So for the person listening right now who's like, damn, like, what did he actually do to change? Because I think the biggest barrier 
and I think you might agree on this and I'm, I'm curious to hear the biggest barrier that I think people have to changing is that, that resistance that our brain puts up when we're getting uncomfortable, when we're stepping out of the zone that we've been in our entire lives, when we're doing something completely different. So for you, what was the thing that helped you to get through that difficulty during those moments of metamorphosis? So the big takeaway of my story is that you need to be ready to make a change. So mm -hmm. like I said earlier, I was just going through the motions when my parents wanted me to lose weight, but I wasn't ready. You have to be at a point, you know, call it rock bottom, bottom of the barrel, whatever you want to call it. You need to be at a point where you are ready to make a change for yourself. You need to realize that you need to make a change and then you need to go all in because, you know, it, I hate to say it, but these days our, our society is a victim mentality where everyone, you know, everything that you say needs to be politically correct. The woe is me mentality. Everyone gets a trophy. Life's not like that. You know, sometimes life is difficult. And, and the, the model that I've built out for my Jump Above Boundaries uh, brand is called the discipline model. So if you go down discipline, right, it's, it's a, a, a bunch of letters, but I, I turned it into an acronym. And these are basically words that everyone should live by to reach their optimal tier one peak performance. So we'll just go down it really quickly. D is dominate, I is integrity, S is self-accountability, C is conquer and overcome, I is internal motivation, P is pride, L is leadership, I is improve always, and the two best that you said are never quit and embrace the suck. Because it's in those moments when you push yourself past your perceived limit, push yourself past that restrictor plate in your mind and you embrace the suck, it's in those moments when the most intense rapid regrowth occurs. And that's when you're going to get the most out of your growth. Absolutely. Dude, I love that model because everything that you were saying there is not only what I've implemented in my life, but I've learned from the many people we've had on this show have made big transformations. I've done everything, every single thing that you say in there. So I have no doubt, like if you're going to go out and help clients to transform, if they do decide to like go into your program, that's going to be life-changing, man. Every single one of those words. And so could you give an example of what you think, like putting and, you know, we could be here all day going through every single word on the list, but what, give an example of two of the words on that list and how we can apply that in our day-to-day -day lives. Like the person listening to this podcast right now is like, I want to change and I want to apply that. But like, what can I do today to put those things into action? Okay. So my, first, my, my favorite one out that is not never quit and embrace the suck is leadership. Because even if you're not leading, you know, people, you need to lead yourself. And I realized that when I looked at that picture, I was like, I'm not leading myself. How is anyone going to take me serious if they're looking at me and I look like this? So if you can't lead others unless you lead yourself. So you need to get your everyday order, everyday house in order. And you do that by leading yourself. And how do you do that? You do that by making small changes and atomic little habits. So I knew throughout my weight loss journey goal I had an overall goal, right? But you need to get specific with your goals. You can't just say, I needed to lose weight because being 300 pounds, if I went to the bathroom and I took a piss, I could have lost three pounds. Technically, I lost weight, congratulations, right? But I needed to get specific. So I knew I needed to lose over 100 pounds. But if I looked at that, I said, and I said, oh my God, that is an insurmountable task. So what you need to do is break it down into bite-sized chunks and never quit through it. So you ever hear the saying, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? So what I had to do was break my overall goal down 
into manageable goals. So I broke it down into a quarterly goal, a monthly goal, a weekly goal, an hourly goal, and a minute goal. And then as you stack the minutes upon minutes, they turn into hours, which turn into weeks, turn into months, turn into years. And next thing you know, you know, in the grand scheme of things, 10 months isn't that long, but I promise you going through it, it felt like it was forever. But as you're stacking these habits upon each other, you're going to, you're going to get yourself to your ultimate goal. Yeah, dude, I love that. And I think, first of all, your first part of that answer talking about leadership was incredibly powerful because I think they're, and this is mostly from my perspective and my journey. And I know a lot of other people feel the same way when they hear leadership, especially like when they're in a position where they're like, fuck, I can't be a leader, right? They, they don't think it's that important or necessary to learn right now. Cause like, they're not a leader of a team yet, but man, I just want to echo what you said. Cause literally had chills when you said that is like, you need to be the leader of yourself. And I think that is just such a powerful, powerful notion that everyone needs to get into their mind and learn how to master. And then I also love the micro goals aspect that you put in there, man. I think it, it's such a simple yet powerful tool that people can use in their life to get through anything and trans make the atomic habits, like you said. One of the things that um, kind of relates to one of the words in there, which is self-accountability. And, and I have been picking up from your initial story, which I thought was awesome, was that, you know, you have such a deep self-awareness because you kept saying that you, you were aware that um, you needed this um, feeling of acceptance, right? And validation. So how did you deter, like, how did you develop that, that self-awareness and like, to, to be completely honest of yourself like that. Cause I feel like a, that's such a huge part in your transformation and B, if people can master that they can ultimately transform anything in their life. Absolutely. It's a great question. So you, you need to basically just hold yourself accountable and you know, it's really about subordinating your ego. Ego mm -hmm. is the enemy. Ego is the root of all issues. And then this goes back to leadership. Uh, my, one of my mentors, Pedro's Koulian, says leadership is the problem and leadership is the solution. So this goes back to leading yourself. You need to, you need to be self-aware of everything in your world. If you are not comfortable in your own skin, and I can tell you, I was the guy who couldn't look myself in the mirror. My skin was crawling all the time because I just felt like I was coming out of my own body because I was not comfortable in my own skin. So you just need to come to the realization that, you know, it's okay to take a step back sometimes and be hard on yourself. I'm my own worst enemy, but by being hard on myself, I hold myself accountable and I have very high standards for myself. And if I'm striving for a high goal, I'm going to go and I'm going to go after it and I'm going to never quit and I'm embrace the suck and I'm going to do whatever I have to, to reach that goal. But you have to be aware of one, your limitations and two, what your overall goal is. Because, you know, I, I couldn't, it, the changes overall that I've been making in, in this 10 year journey, you know, I, I didn't know at the time that these were actually like scientifically proven mm -hmm. changes, life changes. So I really think that this program that I put together with Jump Above Boundaries through all that I've been through can really help everyday people because, you know, when you go into a gym and you're looking for a personal trainer and you see the jacked guy, right? You're not, I'm an average Joe. Like I, I, I'm not going to relate to this guy. How, how can I relate to him? You know, this guy's all roided up, you know? So 
I think I'm the guy that's, that's relatable to everybody because I have a nine to five job. This is just my passion project because I really feel like I can help people. And I've been through enough where I can help average Joes and Janes reach their optimal performance. And, and one of the biggest things is self-awareness, being aware of yourself and, and being comfortable in your own skin. Absolutely, dude. I totally agree. And there was one thing that really jumped out because it is something that I think people need to master what you said in there. And it's something that I apply in my life, but I think people do it completely wrong. And so that aspect I'm talking about is being hard on yourself. So think about like a lot of the personal development stuff today, right? It's all about don't be hard on yourself, self-love, like it's okay, accept who you are. To me, I'm going to be dead honest and I'm sorry to disappoint everyone who's listening, but I think all that shit is not serving you. That's just my thing. It might serve you. And if it does, then I'm not saying I'm right or wrong, but I think being hard on yourself is super powerful. So for you, what does that actually look like? Because I think when people hear that, they're like hard on myself means like never like, you know, taking care of myself or loving myself or blah, blah, blah. But like, what does that mean to you being hard on yourself? And why is it so powerful? Being hard on myself means waking up at 4.30 every morning. It means staying disciplined. It means doing the things that I know I don't want to do. You know, I don't like waking up at 4.30 every morning, but I know by doing that, it's a psychological win. So the most important thing for you to do is start off your day with some small win. Admiral, Admiral Bill McRaven wrote a great book called Make Your Bed. And it's not about actually making your bed. It's about doing something and staying consistent with a habit and doing it every day and starting off with a win because if you have a shitty day, you could come home and at least your bed is made. So the first thing you should do every single morning when that alarm goes off is never hit snooze because that's a psychological loss. You're already starting your day off on a wrong note. You should, once that alarm goes off, you should jump out of bed like your ass is on fire and do something positive from there on out. Because if you hit the snooze button, you are already subconsciously telling your mind that you value 10 more minutes of shitty sleep over getting up and starting to conquer the day. It's a psychological win for me to get up at 4.30 in the morning. It's pitch black outside and I know everybody's sleeping, but I'm working and I'm grinding. So starting those psychological wins, that's how I could stay hard on myself. I'm constantly learning now and pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. You know, you saw what happens when you're stuck in your comfort zone. I ballooned up to 300 pounds. Mm. All that stuff in the self-accountability where, oh, everything's okay. Like you said, that's all fluff. When you get down to the root of the issue, the root cause of the issue, you're going to have to face some adversity. Everyone's going to have to face some adversity. If there's a person in the world that has faced no adversity, you come tell me and I'd love to hear it because that's just not possible. And if you are, then you're lying to yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think the key difference is how people respond to that adversity, right? Those who crumble on it are going to have a lower quality of life. And by quality of life, I don't mean like success or money or anything like those things are great, but I mean like fulfillment, right? Like that, if you look at some of the happiest people, they've usually gone through some of the most difficult things and have gone through it uh, in a way that served them as opposed to hold them back, such as yourself, right? You took the challenges that you went through, didn't take it as something that you couldn't get over and you fucking went right through it, overcame it and made yourself a better person along the way. So what, how, like, why was that process of transformation 
so fulfilling to you because I think people all the time, right? And this is something for me that held me back from change actually for a little bit was thinking like, if I change, like, you know, I'm only doing it for like acceptance or I'm doing it like, you know, for these external reasons, but I realized it was something much more to that. So for you, why was that process of transformation so fulfilling? And what would you say to someone who doesn't believe the amount of fulfillment that they would get from making the transformation in their life? So I could tell you the biggest fulfillment for me was going from stepping on the scale and seeing a three as the first number to going all the way down. And now there's a one as the first number. I mean, if that is not fulfilling and you could see it's, it's proof positive when you look in, in the mirror, when you lose weight, you know, you look good, you feel good, your endorphins are running and everything just is coming together. So the fulfillment is because you went through the journey. You never quit and you embrace the suck and you went through something difficult. You faced adversity head on, you overcame it, you went through the struggle and you're a better person because of it. I could tell you now though, but when I was going through it, I didn't, I didn't think it was an easy journey. It was hard as hell. I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, it was a piece of cake to lose 130 pounds or, or stop doing drugs or overcome anxiety and depression. No, it was hard. But looking back on it, you know, now that I've had some space in between it, I've realized that it's those moments and those things that make me who I am today. So if I could do it all over again, I wouldn't change a single thing because for the first time in my life, I love where I'm at. I love the person that I am. I love what I'm doing and I'm a happy person and that's fulfillment. I love that, man. And, and I think it's so cool to see. And I think the two things are related, right? Being hard on yourself allows you to love yourself more. And I think that's the paradox that people don't understand. But I mean, that's the connection that, you know, I made in my mind as you were just talking about that, right? Like you love yourself today because you were hard on yourself and you made that transformation and that progress in itself is so fulfilling. So I'm curious to you, like, right, someone really wants to change. And I know you talked about, you know, starting with the small habits and winning your days every single day. But what, what is kind of like the one habit, you know, that you think people need to master in order to create change, right? Because you have the discipline equals freedom behind you. You're talking about getting those small wins every single day, which I totally agree. But like specifically, what is the thing that you would probably tell, you know, one of your clients or anyone listening right now who wants to make change to master in order to not only change, but have a fulfilling life. So the biggest thing I would say is mindset. You need to shift your mindset hundred percent. These days we are being bombarded with negativity. There's negativity all around. Social media is a cesspool of negativity. I did an, actually did an audit on my social media and I unfollowed about 1500 people because they were either negative, they weren't serving any purpose to me, or they were just I didn't know who they were. Well, so, I'm honored to still be on that list. <laughs> <laughs> you are still on that list. So you need to, there's going to be some good that comes out of every situation. Like the Jocko video, good. Yes. Regardless of what's going on, good. You, because there's going to be some good that comes out of every single situation. So it really is a mindset shift. Once you get your mindset dialed in, once you get your discipline dialed in, and we can help you with that through the discipline model, the rest of your life is easy because like our friend Jocko says, discipline equals freedom. But a lot of people think discipline means, oh, going to bed at eight o'clock every night and not having a chip or not having a cookie. You know what? I don't call them cheat meals. I call them treat meals. So I work up to it. 
I punish myself. And then at the end, I treat myself to a treat meal because I don't want to cheat my body. I want to treat my body. So it really is switching these things on its head, really changing your mindset and your outlook from a negative to a positive. Everything else is going to be insanely, insanely better because my prior mentality to all this, I was an ego driven, uh, egomaniac, you know, materialistic person. I wore the watch. I wore the cufflinks, the suit. I wanted to be Gordon Gecko. Mm-hmm. That's who my first uh, idol was. And then, you know, I realized you got to watch out for the loudest people in the room. That's who I was. The loudest people in the room are the most insecure because they need to feel that deep rooted need to be accepted. Those are the loud people. They always need to have their voice heard. Now I'm much more subdued. I'm the guy in the back of the room who's kind of just observing. I'm detached. I'm I'm quiet. And when I speak now, people are going to listen because I'm not just speaking to hear my, my voice. I don't even like my voice. I'm speaking because I have conviction in my words and there's something that needs to be said. Mm, that's really interesting. And I love how you talk about shifting perceptions of things, right? And you can tell it in not just that answer, but everything that you're saying. And I think that's such a powerful thing. By the way, side note, love that you brought up the good video by Jocko. That's one of my favorite fucking videos of all time. If anyone has not seen that video after this podcast, make sure you watch Jocko Willink's good video. You will get the goddamn chills. (laughs) It is... It is unbelievable. But what are some other things that you think people should learn to reframe in order to master their world, right? Because you even said like cheat meals is something that you can reframe. Discipline is something that you can reframe. What is another key thing that you think people need to reframe? Actually, let me word it better. What is one key thing that you had to reframe on your journey in order to lead to a life of more fulfillment? Wow, that is a great question. Um, I really needed to, to switch my mentality from being the victim to mm-hmm. being a victor because when I was 300 pounds, I was a victim of food. Uh, I was addicted to drugs. I was literally a slave to drugs and food. Although I wasn't in jail, I was trapped in my body in a physical, mental, and emotional prison. So I needed to, this is all going back to mindset. I needed to switch my mindset from the victim to the victor because the victim is the person who's going to feel sorry for themselves. They're going to feel down. They're going to get sad. And then it's going to be this vicious cycle for me. I would always go to my food when I was sad, when I was happy, any type of mood, I would go to my food. And then when I would eat the food, I would feel guilty. And then I'd eat some more. And it was a vicious, vicious cycle. So you really need to decide, are you going to be the victim or the victor of your life? And you need to take back control of your life. Love that. Love that, dude. Dude, you are great at changing things that seem bleak or seem like negative on the forefront and changing it to something that is beautiful and something that will drive you forward, right? I think that's an excellent skill that you have. And I think for anyone listening right now, um, in my life, the best coaches and people who I've worked with are the masters of reframing things. So I can just say just from listening to, to Jason, just talk about his life and his story and everything and how he approaches things that he would be someone that I would, you know, totally endorse if you want to have him in your corner for any transformation in your life. So that is an amazing thing. Another thing that I want to talk about just cause it's, I think you and I, first of all, side note, we have way more in common than I would have thought, 
um, because for me too, uh, growing up and still to this day, I do feel it inside of me is, um, I do have that need to have that external validation, right? And I have been notoriously known as the loudest guy in the room. Same to you, man. Same thing. Like I was chasing purely money, wanted to be the richest guy. I worked on Wall Street simply to make money. And it was all driven by that need to be accepted and to be liked by other people. How do you exactly overcome that? Because it's such a strong force. And I think... I think um, it's a natural human need, but some people have it more than others, such as you and I, you know, <laughs> growing up. So for those people who are listening right now, who's like, damn, I'm a people pleaser. Damn, I'm doing this because I want to be liked or get, you know, a lot of attention on Instagram. What is your number one tip to overcome that feeling? All that stuff is bullshit. You can't take that to the grave with you. And the book that really changed my outlook on life is called Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. It basically says that whatever problem there is, it stems back from your ego. So once I learned to subordinate my ego and stopped living my life for others and started living it for me, that's when I started to truly be happy and fulfilled in life. I've always been okay in one aspect of my life, like physically or or emotionally, I was good on the emotional side or the mental side, but I was 300 pounds. So I've never been fully in sync in every, every area of my life. Once I truly realize that ego is the true root cause of all your underlying issues, that's when everything changed for me. Because at the end of the day, all of your problems have only one thing in common, and that's you. So once you change that and, and change that mindset, to, to tackle those problems, that's when you're going to get your most fulfillment out of life. Yes, at 100%, man. Everything goes back to the ego. Everything goes back to you. And I, again, I want to highlight that importance of the radical personal responsibility that you you say, right? And it's it's having that ability to look and say, hey, like the common denominator in this, in this every area of my life that is having problems or conflicts or whatever is all me. So what I have to change is me. And I always love the quote. It's like, when you change yourself, the world changes around you. And it's not even just like, you know, the things in the outside world change around you. It's that like, literally you start to impact the world in a certain way and see the world in a different way when you change your mindset, your attitude and your actions. So I absolutely love that. You, I know you mentioned that book by Ryan, Ryan holiday. I haven't read that book specifically. I've read his other ones such as, um, uh, obstacle is a way, right? Yep. That's the title. Yeah. Geez. Yep. Um, Just finish that one. Incredible book. Incredible book. What are some other books that you recommend for, for people to read if they want to develop that mindset? Because I know you said mindset is absolutely crucial to gaining a life of fulfillment. I totally agree. And I'm always curious to hear what are the biggest books or speakers or anything in the self-development world that have impacted you that might impact someone who's listening right now? That's a great question. I mean, during this quarantine, I've been stuck inside in, in, in New York City. So, you know, I actually, this is a good story. The first two weeks of the quarantine, I fell back on my laurels. I was feeling sorry for myself. I was down. I was concerned about everything that was happening outside of my zone of genius that I could not control in the outside world. So I was sitting on the couch, watching Netflix, stuffing my fat face. And I looked in the mirror one day and I realized, I said, I literally said this in the mirror, holy shit, you're doing it again. But I've, I had the triggers now in my mind where I know that I could catch myself. So what did I do? I went out, I got a couple pieces of gym equipment and now I'm back on the grind. So literally throughout this quarantine, I have not watched TV 
other than the first two weeks. All I do now is read, uh, listen to podcasts and watch webinars. All I'm doing is trying to better myself during this time, because if people are not doing that, the people who are sitting on the couch are going to be left behind when the switch turns back on. I'm using this time. I have so much extra time now that I don't, I didn't know what to do with it. So I'm using it to better myself. I mean, look, can you, can you see that, that book stack? Damn, I got a huge is, book stack. I got a huge, huge book stack. So in terms of books, um, one of the great ones that I really like is Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's basically what I'm, what I'm preaching right now is, is it's not the life-changing transformations that change your life. It's the small habits. That's a very good one. The one that really changed my life was Extreme Ownership by Jocko. Hmm. Taking, contr- basically taking control of everything in your life regardless of, of what it is. And then to follow up with that leadership strategies and tactics by Jocko is another good one. That's basically what uh, Bedros Koulian said is leadership is a problem and the solution. So those are some good books. Another, another good one is, what do I have over there? Let's see. Uh, Fuck Your Feelings by Ryan Munger is a good one. Uh, I've heard of that one. Interesting. It's basically how to become a better human uh, through, you know, performance optimization. It's very good. And uh, the power of habit by I don't know who wrote that one, but that oh, is that a Duhigg, Charles Duhigg, or something? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm a voracious reader, and you know, I could waste all this time by reading negative books, but I'm I'm reading positive books because. I need to take that control of my life. And I'm a, I'm a naturally pessimistic person. So I know that I need to surround myself with as, as much positivity as possible. I promise you that, you know, this energy that I have didn't just happen overnight. It was a 10 year transformation. I love that, man. And it's so, I, I always say this to my guests who have gone through transformations. It's like, I'm way more interested in the guy or the girl who has made massive transformations and wasn't born, you know, the beast that, you know, you are or, or whoever I talk to is in the moment that I interview them. I like the person who creates it. And I think it's so cool to see that you've not only learned that through the habits, but by feeding your mind, the positivity and the, the knowledge to help you get better. Right. And, and cause I always say input equals output, right? Like what you put in your mind equals what you put out in your mind, not just for you, but the other people around you in life and i think that it's just such a powerful thing and it's so cool to to hear the books that have had a major major impact on your life so for you i'm curious to see too like what is your kind of viewpoint on goals and visions and dreams any of whatever you want to call on it and like how do you approach that right because um I think when you add discipline and, and the, the skills that you are talking about, you can achieve any goal that you want in life. So for you, how do you see goals, set goals, and how would you encourage others to do the same thing if they have you know, a specific vision or dream that they want to go after? So it really comes down to you have to be specific. If your goal is you want to make more money, that's not a goal. That's right. very open-ended. How much money do you want to make? In what time period do you want to make it? visualize yourself obtaining your goal. I was always this guy who never believed in this, but write things down, journal your actual goal, paste them on your refrigerator, put it as your background on your phone. The more you visualize it, the more quickly it'll become, become truth. So you gotta, you gotta get specific with your goals and you gotta write them down. You know, I have an accountability 
uh, mirror. I got that from uh, Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins. Yeah. You know, I, everything that I, I want to do, I have it on a little sticky note and I write out my goals. And like I said, I have hourly goals, daily goals, weekly goals, quarterly goals, overall yearly goals. So all these, all these goals are, are, are different, but I chart a course for them. And every day I'm making sure I'm on my path towards the, those goals. I love that. And I love the visualization aspect and writing them down, right? Because I always say, it's like, if you just think about it, it's a dream. If you talk about it, it's exciting. If you plan it, it's possible. But if you literally go and schedule it and write it down and make it happen, then it's real. And it's so funny that you said the same thing that, uh, uh, that I had to face in my journey was like, I thought writing it down was BS. And then I literally started to write it down and it started to actually like, you know, become reality, started to become more rooted in my mindset. And I started to see it more. And you said it beautifully. It's like when you see it more often, the real, the more real it gets and the closer that it does get. So I do think that's an awesome approach. And I'll say it again. And we got some great, great uh, shared mindsets on things. And I'm just looking forward to staying connected with you, hearing your journey and, um, you know, down the road, would love to have you on the get on the show again as another guest, because um, I think you got a great mindset, and I think there's big things ahead of you. So, before I ask my last question here, where can our listeners find you on Instagram? Hit you up for your program if they are willing to join, and anything else um, you think would be important for our listeners to hear. Yeah, thank you so much. So, my personal is at it's Bime time. My last name is Bime, B-E-I-M, and it rhymes with time. So it's Bime time. And the business page is Jump Above Boundaries. And it's a play off my initials, Jason A. Bime, Jump Above Boundaries. Ah, we nice. we want to jump over any any boundary that's holding us back in our life. So that's that's the uh, the business page. It's the discipline model. I actually got a little gift for your listeners. If anyone wants to come and come aboard and work with us. If you uh, put in the, the words in the DM, Art of Fulfillment, and you come aboard, you're going to get a 20% discount. Awesome. Awesome. And I encourage everyone listening to go check him out. Like I said, again, he has my stamp of approval for sure, because I can attest that a lot of the same things that he done, he's done in his life, not only has helped him, but has helped me as well. And also countless other people who I've had on this show. So um, I always believe that if you want to get great at something or if you want to change something as quick as possible, you learn from someone who has gone through that process. And for you, if that's weight loss, if that's addiction, if that's anything like that, go to Jason for sure. He's got my stamp of approval. And so Jason, for my last question here, what does fulfillment mean to you? And I know you already answered it, but feel free to either say the same answer or a different one, but what fulfills you in life? Fulfill, what fulfills me in life is being happy, being, being in sync in every single aspect of your life, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, it, it, it took me a very long time to get on this journey. And, you know, every day is still a struggle for me, but the grind is what I'm addicted to now. The struggle is what I'm addicted to now because that's what make, makes us better as a person. And fulfillment is everything in life. If you're going through life and you're not fulfilled, what's the point of living? You need to have fulfillment in every aspect of your life. And if you are unfulfilled, we can help you find that fulfillment at Jump Above Boundaries. 
I love it, man. Jason, you are so awesome. Thank you for coming on the show, man. And I really appreciate you not only taking the time to be here, but for pouring your heart out, for being real, for being humble and sharing some great wisdom that our listeners are going to use to make a fulfilling life for themselves. And I will put your link in the show notes so people can just access it directly. And thank you again, man. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Art of Fulfillment podcast. Really appreciate you tuning into this episode, especially because it's our first week of the new format of the Art of Fulfillment. So let me know if you like it, the four episode a week format where we do two interviews, um, which will be released on Wednesdays and Fridays. And then we have the solo cast episode, which is just me riffing on all things fulfillment on Tuesdays. And then the conversations between myself and Ryan Wilson talking about broader level topics when it comes to fulfillment. Oh man, it's just an awesome lineup. It's been an incredible journey. Let me know what you guys think of it. And girls, I say guys too much. I should say you all because, man, shout out to all the women out there. Seriously, shout out to all the women. Um, and anywho, I'm not going to cut this either. Um, and I know this is an outro. It's probably like the weirdest outro ever, but fucking, I'm letting it roll. Anywho, I want to say thank you so much for listening again. If you need anything from me, always feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Joe Corsione, and I will be more than happy to help you out with whatever I can, whether it's advice or um, product recommendations or podcast recommendations, book recommendations, anything of the sorts, I'm more than happy to help. All right, everyone, until next week, create a fulfilling life for yourself. Take care.